0: 23 minutes away from 8, Dan Carter after 8 uh, on the programme. Meantime, Tuesday morning, it is time for the Prime Minister, uh, who is, of course, Chris Hipkins. Very good morning to you. Good morning. You should read, uh, you sound depressed. Why would you be depressed, Chris? <laughs> I'm not depressed, Mike. I'm not depressed at all. You should read Dan Carter's new book. It's called The Art of Winning.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm fully intending to win. So uh, it'll, it'll be good motivation.
0: How's the laser focus going for you? Well,
1: clearly, it's not been a great couple of weeks, but, um, you know, difficult, very difficult set of circumstances that we've been dealing with in the last 48 hours. Um, And I accept that and I accept that New Zealanders will, uh, you know, I hope New Zealanders will look look upon them um, with a degree of, um, you know, I'm sure that they will be frustrated, but I also hope that they will see that I've dealt with the situation fairly compassionately um, and with respect.
0: Do you reckon anything else can go wrong?
1: Um, Well, I've been in politics a long time to know that, you know, a week is a long time in politics, and you never quite know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Um, I deal with events as they arise.
0: Have you considered in your quiet moments that this has gone so badly wrong uh, that you could have no conception when you took that job in the latter part of last year what would unfold in the first six or seven months of this year?
1: Oh, it's certainly been an incredibly challenging start to the year. I never would have envisaged that we would be dealing with, you know, several natural disasters in rapid succession. Um, You know, there have been some challenges internally within the government. There's no question about that. Um, There's been a a deteriorating global economic environment that we've been in. Um, We've we've been, you know, faced with a lot of challenges in a very short space of
0: time. I was referring really to the internal Labour Party challenges. Do you think that running that sort of line during the election campaign is going to go well for you?
1: Um, well, you know, ultimately I can you know speak to the circumstances that I've faced as Prime Minister. That's the nature of the job. You, you deal with issues as they as they come up.
0: David Parker's comments, by the way, no one's addressed this. Uh, he talked of being disappointed and you disappointed in the tax decision. Is that a breach of Cabinet rules?
1: When ministers put up uh, policy proposals to the Cabinet, they're not always accepted. That's not unusual. That's happened plenty of times before, including under different governments. Um, and ministers may be disappointed by that. And in some cases, they'll indicate they want to move on to new challenges and to a different portfolio. Um, that happens from time to time. And you know that's, that's happened here. It is the nature of collective decision making, though. Ministers work up proposals. They won't mm. always be accepted by the Cabinet. Correct.
0: I understand that part. But he went further and dissed you in public. Is that a breach of the Cabinet rules?
1: I don't believe he dissed me in public at all. I think he's indicated that he worked up a proposal. The proposal wasn't accepted. He was disappointed by that, and he's moving on.
0: Okay. When you look at, I've, I've done the exercise of going through all the ministers and the various portfolios. Do you know how many ministers of customs you've had?
1: Um, well, Mecca Faiseri was the first minister of customs, and then um, I've now got a second one, which is Joe Luxton.
0: You've had Chris Farfoy, Jenny, S- anyway, you've had six of them. There have been well, four ministers of health.
1: Minister, and the time I've been prime minister No, 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 been no I'm just
0: talking since you guys have been in government. Just an astonishing turnover of talent. There have been six ministers of police, four ministers of justice, four ministers of emergency management, four ministers of forestry, five ministers of oceans and fisheries. You're shuffling portfolios like there's no tomorrow.
1: Glenn, actually, if I went through your friend John Key's government, you'd find that there were portfolios that had four or five ministers in them too during the time that he was prime minister. Over nine years?
0: That's the nature of... of, Well, nine nine years versus five and a half years.
1: Um, well, you know, <laughs> there are reshuffles. That, that's the nature of the way cabinet uh, government yeah, of works. Course. In some but there's re-shuffles, reshuffles and reshuffles, and then
0: you go into reshuffles and reshuffles. It's a lot of ministers well, and a lot of reshuffling.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, Mike, if you wanted to, you could go back and find examples of that under key, to the key government as well.
0: And every single one of those are as a result of demotion. In other words, there's just you've been plagued by incompetence, dishonesty and problems in your entire time in government, as far as I can work out.
1: Oh, I'd certainly during the last, you know, if I can speak to the six months that I've been Prime Minister, I've been, you know, disappointed with that we've had to deal with the number of issues that we've had to. Um, I've dealt with those issues at the time, and, um, and you know, we've moved on. We've focused, focused forward.
0: OK. Matthew Reid, should he have been in jail?
1: There's certainly a lot of investigations underway, and those investigations haven't been completed, including a current police investigation. So I don't want to make public comment about that while that investigation is still ongoing.
0: Which, Which level was his offending at? The judge said it was low to moderate. The police commissioner said it was serious. Which is it?
1: Um, well, ultimately, that's a question for the judge. The judges are the people who make the ultimate decisions on that. One of the things that we will do um, out of a situation like this always is look at um, whether there are any deficiencies in the law that might have prevented this from happening, bearing in mind that this law, um, by and large, has not changed during right. the time that we have been in government. Well,
0: wouldn't that, be, so, wouldn't that be a deficiency in the law? A number of lawyers have written to me and said you could have solved this particular problem simply by changing the Sentencing Act of 2002. This is the two years thing. Why didn't you change it?
1: Well, as I've indicated, we will always look at whether or not there are changes that need to be made. Did you we look at it? You know, the, the, the law is operating now the same as it did under the last national. No, government, no,
0: we're not blaming governments. I'm just thing saying. Thing did you look at the, the Sentencing law. Act of 2002?
1: It's not something that I have looked at until now. So, when you
0: announced your will... triptych last week on law and order, you hadn't looked at the Sentencing Act of 2002.
1: Well, the announcements that we made last week were predominantly focused on youth offending. Um, you know, wherever any issues like this arises, we will look closely at whether there are any deficiencies
0: in the law that need to be you know, addressed. Well, Matthew Reid was a youth when he started offending.
1: And that was under the national government. So no, um, we're not here to blame go previous back.
0: governments. What I'm asking you is when you got or tried to get tough last week on law and order, did you look at the Sentencing Act of 2002, which would have, if you'd adjusted it and seen the problem with it, solved you a tremendous amount of problems?
1: This was not an issue that I was looking at last week. It is an issue that we will be looking at in the future, though.
0: Have you looked at it at all in your six years in government?
1: Um, well, I haven't, um, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't have off the top of my head what every minister might have looked at during that period of time.
0: So you certainly haven't changed it. The point being, this, this kid uh, was on an ankle bracelet and the Bar Association yesterday was defending that based on the fact that under law you must consider an ankle bracelet when your jail time, having been discounted left, right and centre, gets below two years. Does that need addressing, do you think?
1: I think we do need to have a look at the Sentencing Act. As I've indicated already, it is something that we will be looking at to see whether there are any deficiencies in the law that might have avoided the situation that we faced last Thursday. Um, I want to be careful about the comments I make about the individual situation, though, because it is still an active investigation. Um, But certainly when anything like this happens, I think any government should look very closely at what could be learned from it.
0: Why didn't you? Haven't you?
1: Well, it only
0: happened on Thursday. What I'm saying is, if you look at his record, you look at what happened in the court, you look at the rules that you're in charge of, all of it's avoidable. And that's before you get to your soft on crime approach, whereby you're desperate to get people out of prison, which you've been very successful at. He was one of them. And if he had been in prison, he wouldn't have got a gun and he wouldn't have killed anyone.
1: Well, Mike, you know, I'm not going to comment on the individual case. It's not appropriate for me to do that. Why? What I am indicating, though, is that because it's currently a matter that's being investigated. So, so the what? Police.
0: So what? Let them investigate. They're not, their investigation is not going to be adjusted by you talking to me this morning any more for than it's going time, to be adjusted by me making my opinion it. felt. Why don't you have an opinion on it? Have you read for the case? Have you read the case notes?
1: The last time a minister made public comments on, a, on an active police investigation, I dismissed them from their job. Um, and, I, and, and there's an important constitutional principle that we need to uphold.
0: Do, and so you're talking about the judiciary again. Does it concern you that a person with the record he had and the treatment he got in court can then go and re-offend with a gun and kill people? And does that, in an overarching capacity, need to be addressed in some way?
1: Mike, of course, I find the events of last Thursday very troubling and very problematic. And we need to look closely at what happened, how it happened, and whether there are changes that need to be made. But we know like, how it happened. But I, but I cannot publicly make more comment on that while it's still actively being investigated. It would be wrong for any Prime Minister to do so. You'd be asking me to do something that no Prime Minister would be willing to do.
0: The Investor Visa Programme, how many people have arrived in the country under that? Do you know?
1: Uh, I haven't actually got the. I think, one. It's, I think one, I think, yeah. One is, I think, the number that I've got.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he was already here. Is there something wrong with the programme? It's relatively
1: new. It was only launched late last year. It is designed to get active investors into the country. So these, these are people who are investing in, in business, you know, directly in businesses rather than buying bonds and things that perhaps aren't contributing to New Zealand's overall economic growth and It was
0: launched in November. We're in the seventh month. So let's call it. It's been going for nine months for the one visa. Do you think there might be an issue here?
1: Well, you know, wealthy potential investors don't, you know, just up sticks and move around on a whim. Um, it is only seven months. I think you need to give it time. How long? Um, well, you know, it's, not, it's never going to be a large group of people we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, creating a pathway for people who have money to invest, who want to invest in New Zealand and want to invest in New Zealand businesses. That's not going to be in the hundreds. It's normally going to be a small group of people. These
0: investor categories but generally more than are going one generally. Is, the, is it an anti-Asian thing? Is that the problem language? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. When's your tax announcement? By the way,
1: um, we haven't actually set a date for the tax announcement, but it'll be um, you know it'll be within the next few weeks. Is it going to be worth the wait? Uh, it will be modest. Um, you know, clearly, I've made it, it clear that now I don't think now is the time for major changes to the tax system. And you know, if you look at the overall you know shape of New Zealand's economy, it isn't the right time to be um, you know to be making massive changes to to tax. So it'll be relatively modest.
0: Is it bracket adjustment and Winston beat you to it? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say what what is or isn't in it, but it will be modest. Appreciate your time. Chris Hipkins, Prime Minister for this Tuesday morning, 13 away from 8. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News
1: Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.